What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the number one fan of Top Gun Maverick, Tim Geddes. I will take it, man. I'm watching it again today. Woo! I'm already thinking about the third time I'm going to watch it. Oh, there's only number two for me. Okay, Kevin, uh, where are you? I didn't get What's to go to number? the first screener. I've also seen it two times, and I, okay. I, it's a bummer that I can't go today. I'm, I'm okay. brokenhearted about it. I would, because you guys are watching Dolby, right? Watching Dolby. Oh, yeah. my God. I envy you right I now. Yeah. I want Happy birthday, Kevin. Oh, thank you very much. Is that the reason Wait, you can't come today? That's Big right. Big Kev Dog's birthday is today. He's 23 years old. We're all very excited <laughs> for it. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you getting into tonight, Kev? What's the birthday for? Oh, I'm just going to go eat a be- big, beautiful steak somewhere delicious. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. The place will be delicious or the steak will be delicious? Both. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, love to see it. What it's year good. is it, Kevin? What, how old are you? I'm 32. Wow. Dude, What's your backwards. mother's maiden name? What was that? What's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got it's Kevin's birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Top Gun Maverick again. The world at large can go watch Top Gun Maverick today. So that's going to be exciting to have more people understand how crazy we all sound is not crazy at all. It's just okay. like absolutely nailing, nailing it. Um, and then later tonight at midnight, Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes one and two drop. What a time to be alive. That snuck up on me, Greg. I've been talking sure. about it for months. And I woke up this morning. I'm like, it's Thursday. Oh, wow. That means it's fucking Kenobi time, Greg. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm looking forward. To, I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch. I don't know when, but I. It might get into. I don't think it'll get into the Boba Fett route where I just mm. ask you every every morning after to recap what happened to see if I have to watch it. This one's. You good. know what I mean? Yeah, this is gonna be a good one. This is gonna be fun. I want to see Darth Vader again. I want to see Obi Wan again. See you know. I want. I want to see Watto. I want to see Watto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slim chance, but hey, not impossible. Exactly. Not impossible. Anything can happen. Around, he's hanging around there, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, well, he's bopping around. Uh, you know, especially uh, if we're getting like we're actually getting maybe we get the comic book story that's been hinted at before where Darth Vader shows up and kills Watto, you know? Yeah, maybe. Is that so much to ask for? Not for me. Thank you. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. That was a great pregnant pause. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know what is great and ready to talk about video games. Let's talk about a PlayStation takeover. We have nine news stories. All of it is pretty much PlayStation. We're going to talk about the fact that God of War Ragnarok seems more and more likely for 2022. Sony wants around half of its games to be on PC and mobile by 2025. Horizon's going to Netflix. God of War is going to Amazon and so much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the exclusive post-show we do. And you would have the benefit of watching shows like PSI Love You, XOXO, Get Recorded Live. We're doing PSI Love You this afternoon. Today, we will be casting these Horizon God of War shows. So you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames right now, sign up to watch live, and then also click the little participation link and tell us who you think should be in these shows as the cast. But... If none of that sounds good to you or you don't have the bucks to toss our way, no big deal. You can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games daily live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, like Rotson1Rom, Lexi Gunner, Omega Archetype. How is it always the first fucking name I look at is like a word I've never in my life heard of? <laughs> How does that statistically is impossible, but every fucking time I look at you, chat, look at 
DJ, or I'm sorry, Dr. Mojo Jojo X. That's an easy name. I got uh-huh. that one. The uh-huh. singer, bro. Got it. Easy. Paper with two R's. Fine. I look Fine. in there, though, and somebody's <laughs> name's in hieroglyphics. I'm like, I can't fucking read this. What's wrong with me? What's you wrong with me? You don't have to read that one. You can just move on to the next one. Kevin, I don't know if you know this. I'm a stubborn bastard, all right? Sure, so if sure. I see it, I'm not I'm, – you think I'm going to blink? I'm going to – you play chicken oh. with me. I'm like Kevin Bacon and Footloose, all right? Except I'm not actually trying to get off the tractor because my shoelace is tied to the tractor. I'm there to fucking kill you. I don't care. Oh. I got nothing to live for. I'll barrel right through you. I don't want to live in this fucking town with no music. Shit sucks. These are deep-cut Footloose references if you're not aware, ladies and Anyways, back to it. All the Patreon stuff. That's great. Uh, the Twitch stuff. That's great. If you're watching live, you have a special. Oh, yeah. There you go. Fucking Burgers XYZ or whatever the fuck your name. <laughs> get out of here. You should be sorry. You should get out be, of here, Burgers. You know what I mean? Fucking putting random ass X's in there. Not even in the sexy way in the front or in the back. The I know what sexy you're doing. Way. All right. All right. Let's do a show. If we get something wrong, you got to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Roosterteeth.com. And, of course, podcast services around the globe. Tim. I've been thinking about something a lot recently, Greg, and I haven't had the right avenue to discuss it. And this sure isn't it, but I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, I was watching a show, and they referenced freak dancing. And it made me laugh so hard because I'm like, I think that freak dancing is such a moment-in-time thing where I'm not sure that kids these days ever have heard the term freak dancing. And I feel like there's a certain age group above that do not use the term freak dancing. Yeah. But freak dancing is what kids my age in middle school dances would do, where it's essentially just grinded up against each other. Mm. You know, uh, that nasty. whole thing. It was nasty, right? Like grinded. Blessing in the chat sure. says grinded. Yeah. It's, but like freak dancing was like, it is what people called it. And um, somebody like brought to my attention that like, yeah, it was just like the censored version of saying fuck, right? Like freak fuck. And I've never thought about it as fuck dancing. And that is the greatest thing I have ever heard because it is so graphic and perfect for what that shit is. Am I right, Kevin? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Nasty. Shout out to fuck dancing, everybody. Kevin, did you ever fuck dance on your birthday? (laughs) (laughs) oh ladies and gentlemen there's gonna be an energy today it's my first kind of funny games daily in a week and a half uh of course i'd be remiss if i didn't remind you that we are epic game partners so if you're on the epic game store please use the creator code kind of funny every time you buy something it'll kick us a few bucks back you might say i don't play anything on my pc i don't use the epic game store no big deal maybe you're playing that fortnite we're gonna talk about of course the fact that the new season is about here uh when you're playing fortnite on any platform you can go ahead and use kind of funny as the creator code and help us out speaking of helping us out greg way housekeeping for you uh there's a new kind of funny podcast live right now with ron funches find out what's up with nick scarpino's eye and how ron funches gave 40 people diarrhea <laughs> it is one of our best episodes are these stories connected no will nick show you his eye by the end of the, the show i don't know yes, you know i mean yes, he, he will, will he will go ahead and click on it <laughs> and then so anyways that's all youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe if you don't if ron funches doesn't you know who's that remember he's a comedian he's in a bunch of different stuff he's got a show coming up on uh, apple tv soon most importantly he's king shark on uh, harley quinn so there mm-hmm. you go that's what you know ron funches even if you think you don't know ron funches all right uh and i don't do this often i don't do it often but i would encourage you to also go to patreon.com slash kind of funny and watch the post show for this one because ron 
is obviously hilarious the entire show and then just does the most mega burn to me to end the post show of all time and only it's a mega burn that could only be done if you watch the content so that's yeah. how much of a best friend ron funches is uh on top of that the kind of funny TikTok keeps ticking and talking head over to at kind of funny games to see mike throw his controller across the room while playing switch sports and roger review hbo max's winning time make sure to follow for daily kind of funny clips of course roger and his team of editors are killing it on the kind of funny TikTok at kind of funny games please go over there follow it subscribe leave a comment i hear that helps them move it up and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, of course, yeah yeah the algorithm the freak nasty algorithm mm-hmm. uh was it when Fuck this. Uh, anyways, thank you to our Patreon producers, Anonymous and Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by Me Undies Chime and Credit Karma, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some Kevin birthday Baker's dozen. Number one. Every day. It seems like it gets closer and closer to you being able to fucking believe the bullshit coming out of Corey Barlog's mouth. Number one, God of War Ragnarok inches closer to a 2022 launch. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. God of War Ragnarok has received a rating in South Korea suggesting the game is on track for its 2022 release date. Uh, spotted by recent era user Modis. See, again, that's a name I look at. I'm like, I can say that easily. All right? Rag, Ragnarok was rated, and, that, and this isn't even a, you know, because this is a made-up name. These aren't people's names. You know, I, obviously, you see me struggle with all sorts of names in the show that, that are, mm-hmm. like, first and last name. That's a different thing. When I look over here, and it's just a bunch of gibberish letters in the goddamn Twitch chat, drives me fucking crazy. Anyways, Ragnarok was rated as an 18 and over game by South Korea's Game Rating and Administration Committee. And a game being rated usually signifies that a relatively complete version has been presented and therefore isn't too far from being released. While developer Sony Santa Monica has reassured fans recently, remember uh, Bruno, uh, that the long-awaited sequel, The God of War 2018, will be released this year, there's also been reason to be a little skeptical. 2022 has proved a particularly nasty year for game delays, as the impact of COVID-19 still echoes throughout the industry. 29 games have been affected by delays this year so far, headlined by the recent shift of Bethesda's Redfall and Starfield into next year. Timothy Robert Geddes. Do you believe we will be playing Ragnarok by December 31st, 2022? You know, I've been saying for a while now in the last couple of weeks that I my gut tells me we will be. And I, yeah. I stand by that. I think that more and more evidence is, is building towards that. Again, anything can change at any given moment. But I stand by. I believe that they believe it's coming out this year and that they are working as hard as they can to make that the case. Um, over <coughs> on, on Twitter, in reaction to this news, uh, Titus, T-I-D-U-X, uh gave a little bit more context that i think is interesting uh saying that god of war got rated in korea as comparison um horizon forbidden west got rated in november and then released in february so if you look at that timeline there i'd be interested if uh this information was out there for other games to try to see if there is a pattern of is it four months after you know or is that Mm -hmm. just kind of like a around there but like that is pretty soon right like that's that thing for me where i can only talk you know off the cuff and i don't have things to back me up if it's getting rated it's, it's close mm-hmm. you know i think that's that's generally thing and of course now you're all welcome to dig up every time we've seen something get rated as like a digital classic whatever downloadable title that's gonna that doesn't come out for years or we don't even hear about ever like it, that does happen as well but for a big name game to go through the hurdles of getting things rated uh, that that does mean it's close i believe i'm i'm finally starting to turn the corner to where i'm gonna allow myself to believe that i'm gonna play god of war this year tim 
Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Like, it's very exciting. I, I really am itching to get back into that world, and uh, I'm excited to play a big new PlayStation 5 game. Like, I feel like that is something that I haven't had since Ratchet, really, because Horizon, not really my thing, and I played a whole bunch of the Forbidden West. I still haven't beat it yet, and I'm making my way through. I'm going to beat it by the end of the year, but it's just not, it's not my thing. So it's like God of War is very much my thing, and I'm very excited to play it. And I, I believe, Greg, I believe. And I'm putting it out in the world that it's going to happen. So guess what? It's going to happen. Lucid Dream thinks it's going to happen too and says, Ragnarok seems like it might be on track to launch this fall. What would you consider to be the ideal release date, knowing the dates of other AAA, AAA titles coming out? And then uh, Lucid Dream on patreon.com slash kind of funny games then says uh, 10 11, October 11th for Forspoken, uh, October 25th for Gotham Knights, October 28th for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Tim, Jim Ryan ousted. You're in charge. You turn to Herman. You guys smoke a cigar. You have a nice glass of bourbon. You go out for a little boat ride on your in Amsterdam. What are you picking for the release date for God of War Ragnarok? So looking at the the big titles that they named there, which I do think are the biggest titles we have dates for for the rest of the year so far. You got to imagine some. Re- What's up? I said, Chat, keep us honest. If they have something else you want to throw out a date that's a bigger yeah. a big game, like Forspoken, Gotham Knights, or there's, there's the Nintendo side of things, right? But I I like Pokemon, but I almost feel like that is um, a completely different audience in a way that is either different and they're not interested, or they're gonna buy both, and that's not a worry at all. Um, but then there is the question of Summer Game Fest. What games are do we not know about? They're going to get dates for later this year. I doubt there's going to be too many of those. Like I don't think there's going to be too many giant heavy hitters. So honestly, God of War doesn't it doesn't matter when it comes out. It's going to sure. be the game and it's going to win that fight. Um, there's well, no though. reason. What's up? Keep, keep going. Keep going. If you want, uh, if you want to keep, if you want to keep uh, pontificating. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I don't know when we look at these games, are they all three going to hit those dates? For Spoken, October 11th? Believe it. I, I believe it, but would totally believe it changing, and I, I think that it is just as likely it's going to change as, as stay the same. Um, Gotham Knights, same thing. I believe it, but if it got delayed to next year, would not be surprised at all. Uh, I think the only reason that I, I would be a little more confident in this one is I feel like just knowing Warner and knowing how their financial quarters work, like they need this game to come out this year, um, more so than Forspoken has to come out for for Square. Uh, Call of Duty is going to hit the date, but I don't think Call of Duty Modern Warfare <coughs> matters at all uh in this conversation so uh, we're, we're talking about say, versus though. god of war no and what's actually more interesting i think is when you look at gotham knights and you go oh wb needs that for their quarter and they put a date on it what does that mean for hogwarts legacy that's a 2022 game right like they don't want those things stepping on each other especially you yeah know, even though yeah, again different point. audiences a batman fan a harry potter fan i understand it's different but whatever yeah no i mean you're making a good point and i i wonder if they need both of them though if they need like the the sure. double hit of it because like when you look at their last couple of years they there there's already been delays and there's already been shakeups with uh, some of these titles so um I think that God of War if I had to say when would be the ideal release date for it ah God of War is one of those rare titles that it's like I I don't have a good answer because they're all great answers like it's it's gonna come yeah. out and it's gonna be fine so well no here's matter- the problem with what you're saying Tim you are existing in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. All right, you are in a vacuum where you're putting God of War against these three games here that we're talking about and seeing it. Mm-hmm. I ask you to take the blue pill, Tim. Okay. And expand your mind, all right? 
It was the bill. It was the blue pill that did it, or that keep you in the thing. I don't. I didn't watch these fucking movies with. I didn't care that much. About. Anyways, I'm take the it. blue pill, expand your mind, and then I ask you this: What if the Last of Us remake is real? Mm. What if that is really coming this year? Mm-hmm. And then what does that do to you? What I think I would say. I'm gonna say if I'm a betting man and I'm putting money on the table and doing it all over, I'm saying September for God of War. Okay. I think you get. I think PlayStation gets out the, before the holiday rush because I put down a whole bunch of games here, and I know that there's a million things to go back and forth on, whatever, whatever, and argue about. But PlayStation, in recently with their bigger games, mainly due to delays, I think, and everything else, has ended up really existing in that spring summer time frame, right? When you go back and look at some of the dates I've listed here, we were talking about, you know, obviously Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima were COVID nineteen, uh, you know, problem ch- children. So June nineteenth, July seventeenth, respectively, right? God of War itself, you know, twenty eighteen was April twentieth. Uh, Returnal April thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Miles Morales was a launch title, so November twelfth, twenty twenty. Death Stranding November eighth, twenty nineteen. Like, there's a whole bunch of different dates, but PlayStation, I don't see feeling like they have to go out there and compete for that actual fall timeline. I think if they have God of War ready, they'd want to go in September. And I think if you want to have remake ready, you wait as long as you can to give them as much time with that because it seems like that one's long t- taking not long not taking longer, but it seems like with us knowing nothing about it, it seems like the further out game. So that's interesting. But yeah, I'm just went red. Last of Us December. I feel like that. Is the right thing that I feel in my soul. Sure. It makes a lot of sense. It feels like the type of December Sony release that they push, um, especially it being something that is like exciting, but it's also not like the pusher for the the hardcore people that watch shows like this, right? Like God of War is yeah. obviously the, the bigger hitter. I would say the earlier they can get God of War out, the better. So September, August so totally makes sense to me, right? Yeah. Like uh, what I do think is it won't be November and it won't be December if they're if they have anything to say about it, right? It might at some point hit a point that they're like, yo, we got to delay it. We need X, Y, and Z weeks, months, whatever it is. And that might cause it to be November, December. But I bet that they want it to be uh, as early as August or as late as October. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I think July is too early. Yeah, and I think I there's too, too much exactly. going on in July. You want you you want to run up for that. That even yeah. though like it's been quiet now, like they're going to do a PR run up for that. There will mm-hmm. be a hands-on, I'm assuming, somewhere to go play that and, and be a part of that. There will be a state of play. There will be a traditional ramp up to the release of God of War Ragnarok that mm-hmm. I just don't think you get enough time for right now, especially with all the noise that this Jeff Keeley's making with Summer Game Fest and everybody else is trying to get out here in June. Well, that's the thing too, is like, okay, Summer Game Fest is happening and uh, you and I and the the team just did a meeting yesterday talking about our plans for Summer Game Fest and it's such an interesting year for the event, for E3, for whatever this time frame is because it's obviously very exciting and there's some things I'm extremely looking forward to, specifically the Summer Game Fest event itself. Like, I feel like the... There's pros and cons to what I'm saying right here. The cons are it's kind of the least exciting year ever in terms of this stuff just because there's very few showcases. There are like mm-hmm. – it, it, it's not like even last year or the year before, which were weird because of COVID, but at least we knew, oh, we're getting Ubisoft 4. We're getting a state of play. The one question was where's the Nintendo Direct two years ago? Right. It was like when we were waiting up till that June date and it was like people were slowly locking in their their time frames. But by the time we were this close to it, we knew, okay, we're, we have like 10, 15 showcases to react to. Right here. It's like we have like three. 
<laughs> and like that just that's weird now there's some good to that i do think that a lot of the fat got cut i do think that there are showcases that we're just not going to react to this time we're not going to act, like we'll look at the press release later because we we know what they're going to be they've proven themselves the last couple of years but to look at it and be like the only big dogs we know about right now are summer game fest and microsoft that's a bit weird now the pro of that is we only know about those, and that means they're the only ones right now. So Summer Game Fest might have a lot more bangers than than spreading them across a bunch of other places, right? That'd be but the hope, right? As we look be. ahead, you know, what? It's Thursday today, right? So two weeks from today, the Summer mm-hmm. Games Fest uh, event, uh, the stream they're doing. Yeah, the hope is, for me personally, is the fact that, okay, Jeff's the only game in town. So mm-hmm. is he loaded for bear? Does he have big announcements? Does he have stuff from PlayStation? Does he have a God of War Ragnarok trailer there? I'm not trying to Great. set your expectations there. I would always yeah. say be cautious and say and assume no, he won't. Uh, PlayStation is going to keep that uh, tight and not share it and do it on their own and make their own moments and yada yada yada. I would always say that. I don't want to. I'm not trying to get in people's heads or to give them you know hope for that. But th- that is like you look at it and you go, man, I hope that's what's happening. I hope that Jeff has earned that spot after Game Awards, after opening that live, after what he's done with Summer Game Fest in general. And now, yeah, there being no E3, so it is a neutral ground. It isn't that you need to go and worry about the ESA. You can go to Jeff, who's been good to you, and be good to him, hopefully, and give him really cool shit. Absolutely. And I think that he's pushing for that. Like, I guarantee he's at the very least asked, <laughs> right? So we'll have to see. But, like, when is a PlayStation event going to happen? When is Nintendo going to have their event? Those are the two biggest questions about this summer right now that I don't know we're going to get an answer for anytime soon. So mm-hmm. it's just really kind of a weird, bizarre time that we're two weeks <laughs> away from E3 season. And it's going to be essentially like a handful of days and then just be over. We will see. We will see. Where are you? What are you all doing? Ubisoft, what's your plan? What are you, what are you going to say? You know? What are you going to say? We, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But for now, God of War seems to be marching towards an actual release date this year. Uh, as I said at the top, it's pretty much all PlayStation news today. So we'll move to number two. There are two more live service games from PlayStation this fiscal year. We go to VGC, where Andy Robinson's doing God's work and writes, PlayStation is set to release two live service games during its current fiscal year, which ends March 2023. That's according to Sony Interactive Entertainment President Jim Ryan, who said during a business briefing on Thursday that the company currently had what it considered to be one live service game in MLB The Show 22. Of course, with you know the packs and you open up the cards and you do your whole gameplay that way. A slide shared during the briefing showed that the company plans to expand the number of service ga- services games by two during its current fiscal year. Asked by an analyst if the two additional titles were announced or included a re- Destiny release from Bungie, the studio it's set to acquire, Ryan said, quote, Destiny is not included in the three games slated for FY22. Uh, the two others are yet to be announced, end quote. During the briefing, uh, Ryan said Sony considered live service titles to be, quote, games with no end, end quote. Sony plans to have, re- have released 12 such titles by its 2025 fiscal year, a slide shown during showed a, a slide shown during the briefing indicated. With three arriving fiscal year 23, four in t- fiscal year 24, and two more in fiscal year 25. During the same briefing, Ryan suggested at least some of the live service games in it has in development are planned for PC. Tim, does this do anything for you? For me, no. For PlayStation, yes. And I do think it's very interesting to look at PlayStation kind of uh, expand its offerings and try to get out of just being the the best third-person single-player games of all time. 
studios, right? And like to kind of find those ways to make the asinine amount of money that other companies are making uh, yeah. in these different kind of verticals. So yeah, I think it totally makes sense. And I mean, them having Destiny and it not being included here, but Destiny being one of the better examples of these type of titles, right? Like it took a while for it to find its footing. And even with Destiny 2, there was like some little issues here and there or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, these these are genres that are not going to go away if you even want to call live service games genres at this point it's just kind of like a type of gaming um so it's like i feel like this is probably good news yeah it's a vertical within their their gaming offering even and when you take that it's like i i think that they have good people working on this and um i hope that they just do it the right way and that it's done correctly sooner than having to take a couple years, which seems to be the trend with all of these games. Like, it seems like there isn't any that just come out the gate and nail the format, even though we're a decade into these type of games existing. Um, But we are also a couple years removed from the catastrophic failures of things like Anthem. So I think that that we are probably going to start seeing the reactions to to those learnings um, with how game design works and how everything kind of has to work on a couple year late shift over to things like i think that by the time we get to fiscal year 23 24 25 these live service games can be fine-tuned to a point that they are giving gamers what they actually want from that type of vertical 100 percent, and i i think it's also interesting that when you get into this conversation we don't know what we're talking about because of how nebulous live service is to them. You know, mm-hmm. I think you think destiny. Okay. Of course that would make sense. And MMO. Sure. The fact that they're counting the show and because of the trading cards, it has similar to my faction in WWE 2K22, which I love. And, you know, uh, turn on nearly every day to screw around with and get some cards or get some points. Like, It's such a, it it reminds me very much of when we talked about back in the day at IGN, you know, somebody come back from a preview and they're like, Oh, it has RPG elements. Like 2000, yep. 2008, 2009. Oh, this game I went and played. Yeah, it's got RPG elements. Like there's a skill tree that you earn, you know, you're like, oh, that's really interesting. And now every game has that. That's just, mm-hmm. you don't even think, when you talk about a skill tree or progression and leveling up in a game, you don't say it's RPG elements. It's just what games are now and how it all works. And so what that will actually look like will be interesting, especially uh, also from uh, VGC and from the same call. Uh, there's a whole bunch of news out from this. Tom Ivan had grabbed this one saying that PlayStation reveals plan to split investment 50-50 between existing and new IP. And that's them talking about the fact that as they go up through their fiscal years, right? Speaking Thursday, uh, SIE CEO Jim Ryan said that by fiscal year 2025, the company plans the split to be 50-50 between new IP and established IP, which I think, speaks a little bit to what they're doing here, and especially as they talk about ramping up to 12 uh, live service games, right? By uh, fiscal year 2025, they're talking about new ideas, new things. So it isn't hopefully your next God of War having something shoehorned into it. If Sony Santa Monica, whoever's developing it, wants to do it, awesome. It's not something shoehorned in. Hopefully it's new IP. But they're going to be throwing stuff at the wall. Hopefully it's new IP, or hopefully it's IP that we love that actually makes sense. Don't shoehorn it into God of War, but Last of Us Factions? Sure. Right, like yeah. that's the thing is like I I think that this all, there's a lot of news we're talking about today that is building a very strong story for PlayStation strengthening itself to not just be one thing but to be that one thing still dominate at that and potentially dominate other things and using their IP in every way possible whether it's across multimedia TV shows and movies and stuff going on PC having new IP and old IP and finding new ways to use both the new and old IP with different types of games and different types of monetization strategies. Now, 
I've talked about all this, these two live service games, blah, 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 right? And what I ended there was during the same briefing, Ryan suggested at least some of the live service games it has in development are playing for a PC. Speaking of, Gregway, number three on the Roper Report. Sony wants around half of its games to be on PC and mobile by 2025. This is John Porter at The Verge. Sony plans for roughly half of its game releases to be on PC or mobile by 2025, according to a presentation given uh, during the company's annual investor day. A chart shown during the presentation suggests this would be a major re- increase from its releases this year, when around a quarter of the company's releases will be on PC and mobile, and the remainder split between PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 consoles. Quote, by expanding to PC and mobile, and it must be said, Also to live services, we have the opportunity to move from a situation of being present in a very narrow segment of the overall gaming software market to being present pretty much everywhere, said Sony Interactive Entertainment President Jim Ryan in comments reported by Video Games Chronicle, VGC. Killing it out there today, guys. Ryan went on to say, that investing in PC and mobile could lead to significant growth in the number of people who play our games, the number of people who enjoy our games, and the number of people who spend money on our games, end quote. On the mobile side, VGC reported last year that Sony had hired former content boss of Apple, uh, who was the first of several new hires to join PlayStation Studios to focus on mobile. In a slide, the company said it plans to release mobile games via a couple of different avenues, including co-developing titles with existing mobile developers, as well as establishing its own network of studios Timmy? hell yeah man yeah yeah i mean honestly i think that this is this is great it's all so weird to have talked about video games as long as we have to see such monumental shifts in things that we talk about it a lot game pass how does it exist how the hell is every first party xbox title coming day and date like that is a wild dream world but it's now reality and we're seeing what that means for video games at large on the other side playstation titles coming to pc you would have never thought and it's like okay maybe every once in a while something like death stranding while surprising it's like okay cool that wasn't officially first party and you know there's a lot of technicalities with that but to get things like god of war and horizon and to Mm -hmm. see the success that they have found that is such a wild world but it is a great world this is what we need to be able to see to have sony continue to dominate the way that they have and to fund these games on the level that they need to as AAA games get more and more expensive and demanding um, and finding more ways to get profit from those projects uh, with relatively minimal work uh, in terms of porting compared to having to create a brand new game or whatever, when you're, we're talking about potentially some of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. Um, I think that and at the very least, some of the greatest games of the present, right? Um, I think that this is awesome. Just gets uh, it in more hands for to different gamers. And the mobile side is interesting. Looking at this around half its games by 2025, I wonder if what that means, like what that the reasoning behind that is. Is that just a workflow logistics thing? Or is that being them being like, not all games need to. It doesn't necessarily make sense to put Gravity Rush whoa whatever on pc i I, i'm just using an example of like okay it's like a little bit lower or or pat upon greg um does that make sense does it not i don't know you know maybe it makes sense on mobile maybe that doesn't make sense somewhere else like i don't think it needs to be a one size fits all of everything is on pc and playstation day and date all the time like i don't know that that necessarily makes sense maybe it does maybe by 2030 that will be the case um but i i wonder the the who, what, when, where, why of it all. And sure. when you look at PlayStation, we know who they are. We know what we're excited to see during their showcases. We know what we're we're waiting for. 
it's spider-man it's horizon <clears throat> it's god of war it's xyz last of us continue 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 what at what point are those games on pc as well and why aren't others sure and it's the big question of what is your windowing right i think mobile is a different ball of wax as he goes into here at the end where he's talking about the fact that they've hired a team co-developing you know maybe even doing existing mobile developers yada yada yada, their own network blah blah blah. like just put talk about putting your stuff on pc yeah it's like well they've seen success with that we're going to get into that in a second or we could get into it now if you want because there's a bunch of stuff that's all related here you want to get into it right now get into it Fine, okay then. Uh, Kevin, I'm actually throwing you a curveball and I'm going to jump to number five instead of number four. That's a more transition. So speaking of, Gregway, number five, not number four. Sony expects to make $300 million from PC releases this year. This is Eddie Mako over at GameSpot. Sony has announced new sales numbers for its latest PC releases of formerly PlayStation-exclusive console games, including Horizon Zero Dawn, Days Gone, and God of War. Not only that, but Sony is predicting to it's predicting a huge upswing in revenue from PC releases in the next 12 months to $300 million, which suggests the company will announce and release more PC games soon. Horizon Zero Dawn's PC edition has sold around 2.4 million copies, driving revenue of $60 million. God of War moved 971,000 units and made $26.2 million in revenue, while Days Gone shifted uh, 852,000 copies and brought in $22.7 million in revenue, Sony said. All of these figures are good through March 2022. Looking ahead, Sony said it is expecting to see exponential growth for its PC games in the future. Specifically, Sony said it expects to make uh, $300 million in net sales for PC releases in fiscal year 22, which began April 1st this year and runs through March 31st, 2023. Sony has Uncharted, the Lost, I'm sorry, Uncharted, the Legacy of Thieves collection coming for release on PC this year, but that game alone isn't expected to bring in $300 million, of course, which suggests that Sony has more PC releases on the way this year that it hasn't spoken about yet. In October, PlayStation, I'm sorry, Sony created a PlayStation PC division, uh, which is seemingly the name of the publishing label for PlayStation games on PC. A recent Steam database leak also revealed that Sackboy, a big adventure, is in the works for PC potentially, while more recently, a PC port of Returnal has emerged. This all happened after Sony acquired PC port specialist studios Nix's, fueling further speculation about Sony's plans for PC. I'm just going to toss it in here then. Number four story was Steam listings suggest Returnal is coming to PC. This is Andy Robinson at VGC. A new listing on Steam's database appears to suggest that PS5 exclusive Returnal is coming to PC. Steam DB logged the presence of a new product in the database, which goes by the code name Oregon. The title is listed with tags like roguelike, sci-fi, and bullet hell, but the clearest indication that it is related to Housemark's title uh, are references to the Tower of Sisyphus and Aatrops, uh, which feature in Returnal. One source shared footage with VGC, appearing to show Returnal running on PC, which strongly suggests it's one of the next PlayStation console exclusives to in line for a port. Returnal PC is yet another seemingly legitimized... Returnal PC is yet another title seemingly legitimized from a huge leak of unannounced games on NVIDIA GeForce Now's streaming service last year. Tim, along two stories to drop you back in there to say, yeah... Sony's coming hard at PC, and yeah, what does that mean? You you want to know what we're talking about in terms of half and half. What is that going to look like? What yeah. does it look like when you talk about new games, old games, new IP, existing IP? Well, I'll tell you what. It looks like money. 
60 yeah. million dollars for god of war for a port of god of war there's no way that wasn't worth the investment right you even yeah. drop that down like uh sorry 60 million for uh horizon, horizon. zero dawn oh no 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 yeah, that's right. Horizon Zero Dawn, sixty million. That is nice. Twenty six million for God of War. It's only been out a couple months on PlayStation or on PC. That's number sure to grow. And even something like Days Gone that isn't the same level of of hit that uh, the last two sure. I named were. Twenty two million in revenue on PC. Like they'd be silly to not keep doing this and double down and put as many games as possible because they got the games. That's the thing about PlayStation is they've spent the last five years proving they got the hits and just coming out with hit after hit after hit and then sequelizing those. So we're going to continue to get them. The big question for me becomes what is the right strategy for them? Does it ever become day and date where we're on PlayStation and PC? In my opinion, that's what they should do at this wow, point. Really? Yeah, I do think, cause like, I think that like the, the audience is going to be different enough. And I, I see that there's, there's no losing in my mind because I think the other strategy of waiting a year or a couple months or whatever, yeah. and then putting it on PC, drums up a little bit of of hype in a different way and kind of gets you a little bit of a boost but in my heart of hearts i'm not convinced that uh they wouldn't just make more money having all the marketing push to like it doesn't matter where you play it play it here or there let's get that um and i think it's interesting going back to talking about the game pass side of things of like the industry has just shifted and changed so much and i love that we're in this moment right now where we are years into Nintendo, PlayStation, and uh, Microsoft all doing something very different from the other. And now the learnings are starting to become a little bit clear, and we're starting to see them look at each other and be like, how do we adapt that to our ecosystem? And how do we kind of like make some of these steps? And seeing the success that Microsoft has had with the Play Anywhere strategy and the the super ridiculous uh, player base numbers that mm -hmm. come out the first weekend, time after time after time for these games, I'm sure Sony's brass are looking at that and are like, I'd be nice if we had it too. Granted, yeah. they already have astronomical sales numbers. They're already going to dominate headlines, but we're in this new arms race of the, these numbers are just getting higher and higher and higher. It's very similar to the movie side of things of making a billion dollars for blockbuster movies at this point is an expectation. That mm -hmm. is wild to think about, but the video games are on the same side of that, man. Like the numbers are just so astronomically high. The expectations are so high for these triple A quadruple A games that are costing hundreds of millions of dollars to make. Um, I really think they're going to have to rethink some of their strategies and not be stubborn about stuff and kind of be okay <clears throat> learning from the competitors. It'll be interesting. I think I think day and date PlayStation on PC games on PlayStation and PC I believe is inevitable just because that's how the market is moving and working, right? But I don't think it's soon. I think that's something they do when they really do feel their feet to the fire, when they really do see that they could have made you know okay this is great that we you know made uh you know 2.4 million copies on horizon here or you know uh, nearly a million on god of war on pc but if we would have launched day and date would we have made 2 million on god of war you know uh, instead of that would we have crushed that number even more but what would that have done to playstation then don't forget you're also when you're buying it on playstation you're also already having bought the playstation 5 or, or whatever the playstation console that we're talking about in this hypothetical the playstation controller all the other playstation stuff you need where they are making money there and they are keeping you in an ecosystem and they are getting you to buy a psn where they get the 30 percent cut like there's so much going on that i feel right now that they're doubling down on this pc thing sure because they want to port their stuff over and sure they're probably going to make something early original there right in terms of where they go with it and especially with the mobile stuff and where that stuff will start going 
but I still don't buy that it'll be anytime soon. I think when PlayStation slides, when they're not making as much money, when they've moved off of, you know, being top dog and they need to worry about this, that's when you go day and date all over, but I don't see that anytime soon. I mean, the other side of that, though, is money doesn't just come from this from one place. Like, there's different types of revenue streams coming through, sure. and them partnering with certain games that are Epic exclusive. Guess what? Epic's paying for that. <laughs> so it's like that. That is probably a very, very high number that uh, they could be making a lot of money from. In the same way that developers are getting paid by Game Pass, like certain sure. like ridiculous sums that they might not have ever even hit just from sales of their games, right? Um, and I think on the PlayStation side, it's like. There, there's been inconsistencies in what games are on Epic, what games are on Steam. Um, and I think that that is Sony kind of looking at it and being like, there isn't a one-size-fits-all to this. How do we maximize the money we're making from it? Um, and I I don't know where the right answer falls in all that, but I do think that it's... It, it The PC side of this, I think, is a dramatically different conversation than the console side of what people expect from playstation and um i think that the growing pc base is going to continue to do just that but i don't think that it is going to uh drastically affect playstation 5 owners and users and what they're going to do i don't think those i don't think putting it day and date on both lessens the ps5 sales I think that the um, the the amount of people that are like, well, I would have bought it on PS5, but I'm going to buy it here instead. Um, either already have a PlayStation 5, so all that stuff goes out the window, uh, or at least most of that stuff goes out the window. There is still the fact of PlayStation making more money if you buy it on the PlayStation Store. Um, but I do think that the, especially with where we're at with console shortages as well, like mm-hmm. that's not going to be gone anytime soon. So I don't know. There has to be a convergence point where yeah, they look 100% at it and like, yeah, so we'll I, see. I, I 100% know if agree with that. This generation. I, I, I agree. I'm sorry. What was the question? I just don't know if it's ever going to happen this generation. I do like, not think I, it happens this generation. And, I do but not. I mean, think but with that though, it's like I I don't know if uh, we're going to get day and date this generation. But I also don't even know if PlayStation is going to be able to keep up with demand for the console at any point during this generation. At least not in a way that. Um, supports the pipeline of games that they want to create the way that they want to do them. Like, I think that the, the supply shortages are not going to go away. And then at some point, there's going to be a new version of the PlayStation 5. And like, it, it, we're going to be playing catch up for a very long time uh, sure. in terms of what a next gen game means. And with Gotham Knights kind of being one of the first examples of a pure next gen experience, right? Like, are we going to start getting a lot more of those? Or do we actually have more years of cross gen than we even we thought anticipated? We yeah. Paul Tassi over at Forbes has an article up that I didn't put in here for uh, uh, the actual run of the show, but for this, it's a fun little thing. Uh, PlayStation 4 sold six units a minute. PlayStation 5 is selling nearly 1,000. Just how insane is the PlayStation 5 demand? Sony came up with a striking comparison in a recent presentation about the future of the brand and the current situation of console sales. We all know that PlayStation 5s are selling out instantly uh, whenever they appear, anywhere. But Sony explains just how fast the system is selling compared to its predecessor. In the U.S., at this stage in the console's life cycle, the PS4 sold 80,000 units in nine days. The PlayStation 5 has been selling 80,000 units in 82 minutes on average. That's six sales a minute for PlayStation 4, nearly 1,000 sales a minute for PlayStation 5. And then they go on to talk about purchase interest and yada, 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 and how it is. It's... There's a lot of factors to this, Tim. You bring up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of interesting ones to it, of course, of, yeah, the shortage and how many units you could be moving in your games, cross-gen, not wanting to leave that behind, just trying to get to people who would never come over and buy because, you know, you look at God of War, you look at Horizon coming to PC, and I was always saying, well, those are coming over to 
get you excited about those games so that you go buy a PlayStation 5 and you play Horizon uh, 2, right? You go buy the PlayStation 5, you play God of War 2. And I'm sure they still on some level want that. And I'm sure that is going to happen. Uh, There will be a percentage of PC Mm -hmm. players who didn't own a PlayStation 4 and didn't play those games before and now are going to make the jump. But there are obviously the PC purists who want to hang out and just use that. And why not get the money from them eventually? Mm -hmm. I digress. Why not give your money to us, ladies and gentlemen? You can go to patreon.com slash games. Support us there. Get to watch us record PS I Love You XOXO later today. Get to see the post show Tim and I will record after this episode of the Kind of Funny Games Daily and just have a great time. But most importantly, you can go there to get the show without any of the shows, all the shows, without any ads. But you didn't go there. So right now, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. I love Me Undies from head to toe, all over my body. If you don't believe me, of course, right now I'm wearing the Me Undies shirt. You can tell by the little tag going on right there, right? I got the Me Undies lounge shorts going on. Of course, I got the Undies, and then boom, Me Undies socks, baby. That's how we do out here at Kind of Funny. I love being soft head to toe in the micro modal fabric. You already know all about that, but if you don't. Let's face it, summer's sweaty, but your butt doesn't have to be. With MeUndies light and breathable micromodal fabric, you can stay comfy and cool all summer long. They have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from. But if you just like classic black, that's totally cool too. They got a bunch of just bold colors for you to go for. They have super fun seasonal prints, tons of styles and sizes extra small to 4XL. So you can bring the beach to your butt without ever leaving your living room. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you first time purchasers. You can get 15% off. If you sign up for their free to join membership, you can apply that 15% off to their already discounted membership prices. To get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Tell them Tim Getty sent you. Shout out to Chime for sponsoring this episode. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early without direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is about more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app checking account debit card and optional savings account uh so what are you waiting for hopefully not your paycheck get started with chime today applying for a free account takes less than two minutes get started at chime.com slash kf games that's c-h-i-m-e.com slash kf games banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp bank or stride bank na members fdic early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer get started at chime.com slash kf games shout out to credit karma for sponsoring this episode want a new credit card but not sure how to choose you don't need to apply for the first offer that you see in the mail credit karma can help you zero in on the right option for you and apply with more confidence i love credit karma i've been using it for years to check my credit profile make sure everything is good and on the up and up Uh, credit karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation credit karma partners with a wide range of card issuers so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options. Best of all, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, helping you apply with more confidence. Comparing cards on Credit Karma is 100% free and most importantly, will not affect your credit score. That is huge. Credit Karma, create your own karma. Ready to find the right card for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. That's creditkarma.com or hit up the Credit Karma app to find the right card for you you that's creditkarma.com
I bet you all thought the PlayStation news was over, but you fucking morons are wrong. Number six on the Roper Report. You're getting more PlayStation TV shows. We go to IGN.com where Ryan Dinsdale writes, three major PlayStation franchises are getting TV adaptations with Horizon going to Netflix, God of War to Amazon, and Gran Turismo to a currently unannounced platform or network. Revealed in an investor briefing on May 26th and confirmed by industry insiders, including David Gibson on Twitter, Sony president Jim Ryan revealed during a Q&A that the company was expanding its entertainment adaptations even further. The long-rumored God of War series and other shows will join PlayStation exclusives, including The Last of Us, Uncharted, and Ghost of Tsushima in being adapted to other media, though there's no inclination as to when we will see these released. Um, On top of that, uh blessing put in the ps i love you chat a second ago uh a nibelian tweet that's quoting over from the hollywood reporter right nibel writes aside from twisted metal the last of us and ghost of tsushima there are 10 more playstation ips coming to film and tv and this is the part from this hollywood reporter article he noted uh, the two spinoffs of amazon's the boys that are currently in production as well as titles based on playstation franchises like twisted metal last of us and ghost of tsushima and added that there are 10 more playstation titles in various stages of development for film and tv tim how stoked are you for a gran turismo I mean, I'm personally not that stoked for Gran Turismo, but I am stoked at this news. And I think that it's it's really good for PlayStation and it's really good for all these streaming services and entertainment in general. Like, I love that so many IP are getting shots at different TV shows or, or movies. Um, and I think that them kind of uh, looking to all the different distributors and production studios in different ways for different projects is smart and the right way to handle this uh more than anything i'm happy that last of us is with hbo um that's like cool great everything else don't really worry about that much um uncharted was fine it was a, a good time it wasn't anything amazing it also was not bad by any stretch of the imagination um twisted metal seems to be a, a perfect dumb thing for peacock that's a peacock level show go get him, Anthony, to watch it on, on peacock um god of war being amazon studios i i feel like amazon so far hasn't really had that that one big breakout hit in terms of that type of um level of ip that i i feel that it would need to really be something special but i think that there it's inevitable it's going to happen uh we have lord of the rings later this year maybe that'll be it i i don't know i'm not that big a lord of the rings guy uh but i think the gran turismo thing is the easy joke on this one right and like it will be the thing tweeted about the most uh in response to this new story but like the reality is there is a audience for gran turismo games that speaks for itself we see the sales numbers but on top of that like Everyone wants to dunk on Netflix and and dunk on all these streaming services of like how much shit they're putting out and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is people are watching these things and they're finding niche um, uh, content that speaks to them. The F1 show on Netflix is one of the most popular shows Netflix has ever had. And I know so many people that couldn't give a fuck less about cars driving in the circle that are hopelessly addicted to the show after starting it. Um, I definitely think that Gran Turismo can have that type of magic, can, can grab people if they just present it right and put it on the right platform um, and put it in front of the audience that they've already kind of been gaining um, and teaching the language of how to get people hooked on this different type of, of content. Um, and then going down the list, like things like horizon and um, uh, ghosts, I think those they write themselves of, they could work. Am I saying yeah. they're going to be the best things ever? No, but I think that they have a better chance of being okay. Like the halo show than being bad at this point. 
Is the Halo show okay? Is that what we came down on? It's just okay. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's some things that they really messed up and some things that they did pretty okay. There's a couple moments that are like, yeah, this is cool. Um, but I think the biggest problem of the show is it didn't really speak to Halo fans and it didn't really speak to non-Halo fans. It kind of tried a little bit of this and a little bit of that and it, it just fell somewhere short. Gotcha. I don't know any. I don't know a single person that truly loved the Halo show. Sure. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, PS I love you. XOXO is recording this afternoon, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to watch live and then also chime in on who you think should be cast in God of War and Horizon. We will be doing that as topic of the show. Tots, 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 tots. Now, take a breath, everybody. You're finally done with the PlayStation news. Just kidding, motherfucker. Number <laughs> seven. I got an update on that PlayStation Plus debacle yesterday. Remember how it was like, oh, man, you got you bought the new PlayStation Plus at a discount. You owe us money or whatever. Uh, Ask PlayStation yesterday tweeted out, due to a technical error, players in Asia who have previously purchased a PlayStation Plus membership at a discount have been incorrectly charged for their upgraded pricing. The error has been fixed, and the impacted players will receive a credit. We thank you for your patience. So there you go. That was something I know we talked about yesterday on the show. That was, in fact, an error and has been corrected. So don't fret if PlayStation Plus new and improved is not in your territory yet. It'll be fixed by the time it gets there. Number I'm eight. excited to play around with this shit, Greg. So much talk about PlayStation Plus. You're going oh, to platinum siphon filter? Siphon filter, I can guarantee you I will not platinum, no. Um, but, yo, I'm interested in rocking Dino Crisis. I haven't played that shit in forever. I'm not going to play it for 10 minutes. Yeah, but it's going to be a fun 10 sure. minutes. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what all these will be. Yeah, for but sure. But that's the thing. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a super dope couple hours of just 10 minutes of this, 10 minutes of that. You know, but hopefully one of them sticks. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, I'm replaying Final Fantasy X right now, and I was talking about it on Gamescast. But I'm like, yo, man, there's some magic to some of this old shit that I've been writing off for too long. So I'm going to show some goddamn respect to these PlayStation classics when this thing launches in North America, whenever the fuck it happens. What, June 12th or some shit? Yeah, I think we're right. gonna be busy. I'll get to it like June fifteenth. But that's it's the thing. It's like when they were they're putting these dates out. I'm like, I ain't got time for this. The summer game yeah. fast. I got a million things going on. I don't have time for worrying about when I'm getting to play side filter again. But it'll be there when it's there. Yeah. Number eight on the Roper Report, uh, the Fortnite finale is imminent. Epic's talking about it. Their uh, press release reads like this. Mark your calendars and jump into Fortnite on Saturday, June 4th at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Chapter 3 Season 2 finale. The fate of the Zero Point will be decided with this one-time in-game event collision. Uh, the collision playlist will be available in Fortnite 30 minutes prior to the 4 p.m. Eastern start time, giving players enough time to suit up. To get amped up for the end of season event, everyone who logs in on June 4th starting at 8 a.m. Eastern will receive an exclusive loading screen and lobby track. In the days leading up to the event, they'll have a bunch of stuff on the item shop, blah, blah, blah. Ensure that you have the latest version of Fortnite downloaded to your device, uh, Xbox, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, so anyways, oh, here's the, uh, with Collision marking the end of Chapter 3, Season 2, players who will players will want to wrap up any remaining quests and unlock all desired rewards before June 4th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Starting May 31st at 9 a.m. Eastern, Bargain Bin Week kicks off once again and cuts the cost of all character services and exotic trade item trades uh, for your remaining bars. Remember, your bars will expire at the end of the season. Kevin, have you been looking after your bars? Are you excited for this uh, collision event? I, yeah, I, I definitely need to dedicate some time to get to the level 100 because I think last time I checked, I was level 76. Sure. So Oof. I got to get some work in there so I can get Doctor Strange and lock him down 100%, you know? Yeah, I do understand. Are you going to get jump on on June 4th at 4 p.m. Eastern and try to be there for the collision zero point? Nah, event? I'll probably move and be moving around rocks and stuff. Yeah, that sounds forget. like your life. I forget, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but did you enjoy this season, Kev? 
Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, the no-build stuff has been great, yep. and it, like, brought a lot of people back. We've also been doing a lot of fun private server stuff here on uh, Twitch. <laughs> Sorry, I had to sneeze my way through. Um, no, I understand. But yeah, it, it's been a blast, um, and I'm uh, as always. I'm excited to see what next season looks like. Hopefully, the zero builds remained will remain. We'll we'll see. Uh, Kevin and I will be playing Fortnite tomorrow. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games uh, right after oh, Kind of Funny Games Daily. Oh, so you got to take me from level five to one hundred, Kev. That's your job tomorrow. We'll knock it out. We'll knock it out. That's what I like to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine and final on the Roper Report. It looks like we may, maybe. Don't believe it 100%, but maybe Stray has a release date. Uh, Nibel pointed out, uh, pointed to a tweet today from PlayStation Game Size, and that tweet said, according to PlayStation Database, Stray is coming uh, July 19th, uh, 2022, at 8 a.m. Pacific. Maybe it's just a placeholder, they said. <laughs> but as you know, Stray is a summer game, uh, and like we've all been waiting for it and wanting it, but maybe, maybe, maybe it's July 19th. It's the cat game, man. I'm, I'm interested yeah. in this. I hope it's good. You know, Me too. I hope it's not just whatever. Because I will say, I've heard a lot about this this Tokyo Jungle game oh, yeah. for many many years. Yeah, and I, I just remember, oh, it's the Pomeranian game, and I'm I like, love well, that game. Yeah, Play I have a new active interest in uh, in Pomeranians, and I, I booted it up, and I'm I don't really like this game. It's yeah, funny, for sure. but like it's really not that good. I, um, I don't think Stray's gonna be that. Oh, I don't trust think it's me. Be Tokyo. I know I'm making a very, very wild comparison here. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, it's not like really. Small animals in a video game. Yeah. And you know, but I understand Stray seems to have a little bit more. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to disrespect Tokyo Jungle here, but like artistry to it. Um, so we'll see. I'm hoping it's good because it looks it looks cute so far. Um, big fan of the neon lights and the big city vibes. And hey, man, everyone wants to be a cat. Everyone wants to be a cat, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I would have to imagine we'll hear something at Summer Game Fest about that. That seems like a game Jeff could get and figure out and get all the yeah. time. But I don't know because Summer Game Fest is still so far away. Tim, if I wanted something more immediate, what came to the mom and grop shot? Say, well, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily shows each and every weekday out today gta online updates a classic mode this week with the vespucci job remix a new take on the original fan favorite car chase caper free for all players uh aiku sa otomi uh, will be available on steam ace combat 7 skies unknown has a new top gun maverick aircraft set dlc available golfy launches today on pc my time at Sandrock, the second entry in the million plus selling my time series, uh, lands on Windows PC, uh, Steam early. A- I'm sorry, Windows PC via Steam early access in the Epic Game Store today. Uh, help determine the fate of Golden Sands, the next Sea of Thieves adventure. Lost Sands is now live from now until June 9th. Side with Merrick and secure the vital supplies to help restore the stricken outpost, or ally with the Servant of the Flame and ensure it remains in ruins. I watched the trailer for this and I was like, all right, whatever, neat. But all the like rare guys were tweeting like i guess this will have an actual outcome on the game whichever size you pick will actually change the face of the game and they've never done something like that before which sounds really cool yeah. uh hatsune miku project diva mega mix plus debuts on pc right now on steam uh and then i didn't do this correctly today, so we'll go, oh sniper elite 5 is out today uh and the pc and ps4 is what it's listed here that's not right there's got to be a million other platforms then i'm just gonna read the game titles you figure out what mm-hmm. platforms are yeah. uh moolander is out today 
Arcade Spirits, the new Challengers, Pac-Man uh, Museum Plus, My Little Pony is out tomorrow. I got ahead of myself. I got ahead. Of, oh, so is, I'm sorry. So is Arcade Spirits. I got ahead of myself there using releases.com. And so did Mulan. Damn, I was way ahead of myself and everything today. V, I got to figure, where is everybody looking at release dates? Where are they yeah, at? Did, days, Zach ever, did Zach ever come back from his? He didn't. He didn't, man. What a no. coward. Yeah. What a so coward. I, honestly, anytime I do it, I just Google and like, I find Zach. a different page. It's unfortunate. So we and there he is. It's a wizen. You coward. You coward. That's what we say. We say that on Twitter. We send that and we send it. That's all. He'll understand the context. Don't worry. I'm, I'm sure, sure he will. I'm sure he will. Chris. I'm sure you'll see it. He'll understand the context on that. Ah, uh, new dates for you. Lost Epic is on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 starting Thursday, July 28th, alongside a PC 1.0 release on Steam. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle R is set to launch September 2nd, and early access demo is coming soon. Autobahn Police Simulator 3 will release on July 23rd, 2022, on Xbox One, Xbox. Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PC, and Steam. Uh, and then Cubite Classics, Jim Power, The Lost Dimension uh, by Pico is coming to Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation June 2nd. And then Dreamscom for Dreams, PlayStation, Media Molecules game, Dreams. Dreamscom returns. The in-game Media Molecule event puts Dreams community front and center from May 26th through June 12th deals of the day for you we now have the june prime gaming content update prime gaming and the antic have teamed up to bring exclusive in-game content uh to the exciting free-to-play hit pokemon go this month snag exclusive content for apex legends fall guys PUBG battlegrounds roblox and more the june free games with prime lineup uh, features six titles including far cry 4 escape from monkey island astro Astro Logaster, uh, Across the Grooves, uh, Calico, and WRC8 FIA World Rally Championship. I guess that's FIA, World Rally Championship. Uh, the Amazon Luna Prime Gaming Channel rotates its new titles to check out for free in June, including Moving Out, Luminous Remastered, uh, Beach Buggy Racing 2, Hot Wheels Edition, uh, Blood Rain 2, Terminal Cut, and Far Cry 4. Uh, for an overview of all this, you can go to Amazon Prime and check it out. And then and if you have Amazon Prime, please give us the Twitch subscription. You get one for free every 30 days. It doesn't auto-renew, and they want you to forget about it. Please use it on us. Kind of funny games. Hi. Uh, Epic Games Store is also getting a new freebie. The Bioshock Collection is this week's free game. So plenty of free stuff for you to go get, Timothy Gettys. Mm-hmm. And even if you get in a free game on the Epic Games Store, use Epic Creator Code. Kind of funny. There you go. Help us out. Do something for us. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what else is free? Hanging out with friends. Uh, we have a segment called Squad Up where you can write in on patreon.com slash games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you and everybody plays together. Today, Frank Furter needs help on mobile slash PC. Username he put is just KF. Let's see what he's going to talk about. What's up? My ex says, what's good? KFBFs. I'm looking to squad up with the best friends in Ninu Kuni Cross Worlds and have started a kingdom for all best friends to join. I'm on the Jade Gemini server, if that matters, and the kingdom is simply titled KF. I have to approve members to get in, so simply type in hashtag Greg Sucks, S-U-X, uh, in your approval form, and I'll grant you admission. Looking forward to seeing you all there, Frankfurter. If you want to join Frankfurter in Ninu Kuni Cross Worlds on PC or mobile, uh, go search out the thing uh, KF, the Kingdom KF on the Jade Gemini server and say hashtag Greg sucks in your thing. Mm-hmm. Tim, mm-hmm. we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Uh, we already talked about a fiscal year made up, so that's not good mm-hmm. for me. 
Uh, you didn't link me the article. I don't need to do this. This is news and then game art. And then happy birthday, Kevin, says Ignacio Rojas. Nothing. We got nothing wrong. Just editorializing and things to add for tomorrow's show. Uh, speaking of, tomorrow's show will be hosted by myself and Blessing. You can catch Ooh. it live. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games later. <gasps> right now, if you're watching live on Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, the show doesn't end. You got Snowbike Mike. You got Andy. You got Nick. And they're playing. Maybe Sniper Elite 5. There's a question mark next to it. I'm not sure if that's what's really happening. The calendar says Sniper Elite 5 question mark. So we will find out with you if that's what they're playing, ladies and gentlemen. Meanwhile, Tim and I have a post show to do. So you can go to patreon.com slash Games, sign up and watch it when we post it. Of course, you can also get this show there ad-free. You can also get PS I Love You there ad-free. You can watch this record PS I Love You today at 1 o'clock. If you're watching live, that's just two hours away. There's so much stuff happening on patreon.com slash kind of funny games that if you enjoyed the show at all, go over there and, ju- and click the button. Remember, you're running out of days to get that uh, Foxhound Portillo shirt that Andy made as a mm-hmm. platinum reward. I've said a lot. Tim has said a lot. And we have more to say on the post show. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. It's neat.